Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey and in today's Speaker Stories episode, I'll be getting to know Claire Brumby, who's a keynote speaker, award-winning coach, best-selling author and business mentor who works with ambitious leaders and professionals looking to fulfill their potential. So Claire, hello and a very warm welcome to today's episode. Hi Tom, um, thank you for having me along. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I'm looking forward to it too and just out of interest for everybody listening, whereabouts in the world are you right now? So I'm in the UK, I'm in uh, North Lincolnshire, um, so that's sort of like not too far from sort of Doncaster, Hull, um, Lincoln, that sort of area, yeah. Awesome, thank you for sharing and I also know that you're an accredited coach, an NLP practitioner and have worked for and spoken for global brands such as Amazon and of course pitched in front of the Dragons on BBC's Dragon's Den. Yeah. So I guess as a keynote speaker, a trainer, a coach, potential dragon slayer, what is it about speaking or presenting or being in front of an audience that keeps you wanting more? It's the impact. It's the impact that we can make as a speaker um, to help people navigate and fathom through where they're wanting to go. You know, I've been very lucky on my entrepreneurial journey where I've had the good fortune to bump into people along the way. So at the the early start of my journey, uh, certainly from a speaking perspective, Mm -hmm. like I kind of always knew that I wanted to go down the speaking route. So to get me to get me in front of audiences, um, I I would go to like my local women's institute and and like little local events where I could go. That was back in my my FMCG days with a brand that I founded. Um, So. And I realized then at that point when I was delivering and when I was speaking, the impact it can make and the way you can light someone's day up and the way mm-hmm. you can change their perspective and, and add extra things to them. So that's what keeps me going because I, I know the impact. You know, without fail, every time I speak somewhere, so I recently spoke for um, Virgin Media and mm-hmm. Kellogg's, and without fail and Asda, I, I always get somebody contact me privately and they say, thank you so much for sharing xyz because i'm going through something at the moment and that's really helped my perspective and 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 it's that it's that it's it's knowing the impact and that makes me feel so privileged to be able to do this and it just feeds you want you know you want to be able to do more and more and more and and keep helping people i I love that answer and i guess you know it's only a certain small percentage that you actually hear from but that ripple effect could be huge and they could go on to share that message with other people yeah, so I, I love that. I recently spoke at, uh, for a university and one of the students' parents got in touch and shared mm. with the impact when the, the student had got home. And that was really powerful mm. because that was so transformative because I knew there and then that I had really helped a young person and I'd also really helped the parent involved as well. And as a parent of three myself, you know, when your kids are happy you're happy Mm -hmm. so that one was really special to me to know that I'd had that impact but like you say the ripples you just don't know I mean I've been to events again like you know my early entrepreneurial days and I've heard people say certain things or I've had the you know good fortune to bump into people and they've they've shared little nuggets with me and and I've been able to carry them and implement and they've impacted how I operate and what I do so I think that you'll never ever know the full impact and ripples no. you just won't and and, no. and again it's that so it's the excitement it's the 
um it's the knowing that you're making an impact and and yeah it, it's right. just I love it. <laughs> and, and and you mentioned that you, you always knew from the FMCG days that you wanted to be a, a speaker. And what about before that? So what about back in school, university? How was speaking then? Was it something you were nervous about or were you always kind of naturally confident? I was always naturally confident, you know. So when I go back to my school days of, um, you know, even, even in primary school, mm-hmm. I was like a, a little bit of a performer, you know, nice. yeah. on stage and I loved it. Um, and then in my GCSE days, I took drama as a GCSE. Um, then I went on to do A-level, but I dropped out of college, and that's where my education ended. Yeah. Um, but I've always felt comfortable on stage. I've always felt comfortable speaking with people, and I've always felt it's just something that I I feel at home doing it. And I, But I think, if I'm completely honest sort of like early on in my 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 career it was probably something that I shied away from because I think it's one of those things that if something is natural to you you can kind of like overlook it or dismiss it Mm -hmm. and think well no life's got to be hard and you've got to do something that you know but and so if you've got like a natural gift talent or calling you can sometimes overlook it because it just Mm -hmm. comes across too easy for you so I think it's taken me a while to to stand in those shoes yeah, understood. And and what about in front of the dragons? Were there any nerves there? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of nerves. Yeah. Um. And and to I get nervous still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um. But I I I think nerves are good. I think yes. um it's it's how you channel them, isn't it? You know, nerves and excitement are on the same spectrum. So it's mm-hmm. a case of turning that into the excitement and and in understanding what I've just shared about the why. Um. But yes, the dragons den. So nervous. So nervous. Um. Yeah, I mean, we were in we were in the den for just I think I do you know I can't remember if it was one or two hours. I, I get mixed up. It's yeah. such a long time ago now, but I know it was a long time, and I was very nervous. Um, but you know, I think once you break through something, you are forever changed as a person in that mm. context. So I'll be honest: if I am faced with any fears now, I can have a word with myself and like, come on, Claire. You've done oh, this before, you did yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Um, I guess you know, there's there's two camps of people that listen to this podcast. There's those that are naturally confident; they're already speaking, and those that are petrified of the thought of it, but would love to do it one day. So, I guess for either one of those camps, you choose. What advice would you give to them if they're looking to become a speaker or, or build a career around becoming a professional speaker? I think uh, if it's something that you truly, truly want to do, don't give up. You know, you're going to get in the knockbacks. Yeah. And it's a case of start. Like I say, I started when it's when it was something that I knew I wanted to do and I wanted to hone my craft and hone my skill and really get to grips with my delivery and also, you know, what landed. You know, because you're not really sure if if what you think is going to land in your head is actually going to land with the audience. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. you're not entirely sure on the delivery of that. And so getting the practice and getting a lot of events under your belt is the way to go. There comes a, I believe there becomes a point where, you know, because a lot of people um, in the start can expect you to speak for free. Now, mm-hmm. I think it's a great thing in the early days when you're building your, you know, you're building your um, your signature and your keynote and your skills and your confidence and things like that. But I think there comes a tipping point where it's all about self-belief. I think once you've got that locked in and you think, no, actually, this is um, a profession for me. This is a career for me. This is a skill for me. And you realize that not everybody has got that skill. That's time for you to turn your power up and think, right, okay, 
this is what I'm going to do now. So it's the self-belief thing. So I think it's a case of starting. If it's something you truly want to do, start with it, test it, work out how you can do it, work out where you can find the audience, work out what aligns with the audience, what you can naturally deliver. Mm-hmm. And then turn turn the pressure upon yourself to make it something that is you know, truly world-class, where you yep. do go for the big bookings and what you actually want. Perfect. And you talked about honing your craft. And I guess one of those things, like you said, was repetition, just getting out there in front of audiences over and over again. Was there anything else that you did to hone your craft? Did you get a coach? Did you watch yourself back on videos? What did you do? I did a number of things. Um, I went to um, Be a Better Speaker, which was a course run by Brad Burton. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I went to quite a few years ago. Um, Then what I did is I watched myself back. I record myself. Mm-hmm. So I record it on my phone and play in my car and listen to myself and think about my speed. Um, I think about where I've put emphasis on certain words. Do I need to change that emphasis? What do I do? But I also I've recorded myself when I've been speaking to an audience and I've seen like because it's it's, it's a two way street. It's not just about what I feel. It's mm-hmm. like when I can see the expression on people's faces yeah. and I've become really good at at um, digesting when I'm on stage the feeling of the person and that may sound a little bit strange but it's like I can feel their emotions and I can feel what's going on for them and so I lock that in and I remember so when I said this I could see that they were absolutely fixed on it um so I I read the room very well now and, and, and again that's a skill to learn where you can read it so you know what's going on for people do you think any of that comes from the background with NLP um, quite possibly, because it probably coincides with me um, since I've done all my coach training mm-hmm. and my NLP training. I've got a lot more skills in that now. Yeah. Um, I think, to be honest, it's a case. Of, do you know what? I think to put it in a nutshell for absolutely anybody, I think it's a, it's a real case of going inside yourself and truly understanding your values, your beliefs, what makes you tick. And I think if you remain true to them and you stand true with those, you'll find your way and you'll find your natural of who you are and how you deliver and what aligns with you. And then when you're aligned, it's an energy transfer and you can't help but align with the people that you're speaking with. But that takes confidence to get to that point where you're happy, confident, and this is me. This is my, Mm. this is me, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think with that alignment, um, a lot of speakers, aspiring speakers, hold off because they haven't yet got their topic they haven't yet got their thing to talk about um and sometimes they go searching for it and they they research and then talk about that but they don't have that connection and alignment so I guess how important is it choosing a topic that also aligns with your values and I think it's very very important I think it is so important because I think if you're not I mean like say in the early days um I I literally would talk about my journey but at that Mm. point there wasn't much of a journey yeah Understood. I hadn't done Dragon's Den at that point. I hadn't, you know, pitched to some of the major retailers. I hadn't exited the brand. I hadn't written my book. I wasn't a best-selling author. So, but had I have waited to be the person I am now before I started speaking, then I would have kind of wasted the 10 years of this journey uh, where I've learned all these skills. So I think you've got to start, but you can't, I don't believe, talk about something that you don't have an alignment with no. I think it's a true you've got to be honest and truthful with yourself you've got to be honest and truthful with yourself to to stand by what you want you everybody's got a passion we're passionate about something so I'm passionate about people 
really owning their own power, like standing solid in the power, being true to themselves and going for what they want to achieve and taking the, the blinkers off and, you know, really unleashing their internal potential. I am so passionate about that. And yeah. that's where the mindset comes in. That's where the performance comes in. That's where all these things come in. And I do pull on my backstory. You know, anything is possible if you've got enough nerve is my keynote. And I pull on that from surviving my my life-threatening episode and mm. I'm on Dragon's Den and all of the things that I've overcome. So I'm so passionate about it. But what I'm passionate about is people not leaving the planet having not fulfilled their potential. Yeah. So that's my passion. Yeah. So somebody else would be passionate about something else. So it's about finding your passion, really embodying it, and then having that confidence to go out there and spread the message. Because and, and, everybody's needs to hear whatever your message is. They need yeah. To- yeah, and I think go back to the very beginning of what you, what you said at the beginning was um, once you found that message, just really making sure that the audience gets something out of it. It's oh, the value it. that they can take. Because you can't just stand and tell your story and just... <laughs> you know get people to feel sorry for you or totally it's it's the value you yeah. know what, what value is, is in there what are the takeaways how for me how how is what I'm about to deliver going to impact somebody's life forevermore mm. yeah and when I know I'm doing that and I know I've done that then that fills me up yeah I love that um, I think it is still topical. It's still going around. We've just had a global pandemic quite recently that shut down the speaking industry. Uh, how did you pivot during that time? And I guess, what would you take from that virtual pivot that you might want to carry on going forward? Well, I'm a bit of a new Zoom ninja. I mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> I think we've all become so yeah. adept at delivering online. Um, I think it really taught me the different nuances to presenting online mm-hmm. because I've done some keynotes, you know, virtually. Um, I think it's opened the world up. So I think um, no matter what the what the curveball is, there's a there's a silver lining, and it's about you know finding that silver lining for you. So for me, it was about being able to reach further around the world. Yeah. It was about being able to you know not have to spend a day traveling to get somewhere, so I could still have the impact that I've just spoken about. Mm-hmm. So there were lots of things there, and again, it's like I say, there's there's a different nuance to presenting online. There's something yeah. different about it, the energy exchange. So it's about learning how to do that. So that's what I did. I, I realized, well, actually, the opportunity here is to go more global um, and potentially faster than it would have taken me had it not been for that, um, and then really learn how the difference in the the camera is as opposed to the room i mean mm-hmm. i'll be absolutely honest i am an in-person yes person. yeah of course. Um, i i absolutely love in person far more than i think i will ever love online um but i'm pleased that and grateful that the blend is there good excellent perfect and i think just a couple more questions just just to round off i guess <laughs> um something that i always like to ask is you know what what's next is is there a big stage is there an audience size is there is there something that you really want to try and push towards over the coming years oh gosh yes lots yeah, lots, lots and lots and lots <laughs> <laughs> is there anything relating to speaking or yes yeah okay so I I want to write an, I am going to write another book so that's right. going to be um published but then in terms of speaking so the book and my speaking will will you know dovetail together in mm-hmm. in a really nice way um my big ambition with speaking is I've yet to do an international stage in person yeah so I've done international online mm-hmm. but I you know 
and 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 I am, you know, a visualization. I do I do visualize on this. I can see myself getting on that plane and arriving at this gorgeous it's a sunny destination and I'm on a stage and I'm there for three or four days and I've got my keynote in the middle of that time and it's a huge stage and the impact is phenomenal and that really launches Claire Brumby International so that is the big next dream and you know my book is going to coincide with that so it's it's going to happen it is going to happen I can feel it (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it and I guess anyone listening who's an international event organizer or anybody else and what's the best way for them to reach out to you if they wanted to book you as a speaker or find out more about you okay so contact me at hello at clairebrumby.com and check out my website clairebrumby.com and find me all over all of the different socials which is at the Claire Brumby Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming along and sharing such great value with our audience. You are very welcome, Tom. See you later. Bye.